Okay, 18 minutes after five o'clock, um, Ivan Lovu is now joining us here in studio. Um, this is the father of a four-year-old, Bukhabo um, Bo. Um, remember the story that we've been covering around um, her dismembered body um, and some of the body parts that have been discovered. And you understand that there are some body parts that are still missing. Uh, we're having a conversation with him about his experience around losing a loved one and also considering that this is his child that we're speaking about here. Um, and again, to our listeners, um, if you're traveling with children, please do uh, take note that uh, the following conversation could be quite graphic. And uh, to our sensitive listeners, listeners as well, um, <clears throat> please note that um, this conversation could be quite triggering as well. Um, Ivan, good uh, afternoon and welcome to the show. Thank you so much for making time for us and um, thanks once again for agreeing to speak to us. Um, good evening to you and good evening to you, all your listeners. Um, thank you for having me here. Let's, let's go back to um, the last day perhaps that you were with Bukhavu. Do you remember when that was? Yeah, it was actually a, a week uh, ago and um, the last time I saw her was on Sunday. Uh, mid-morning which was in a dream of course and um had to learn that on monday she went missing which was kind of her trying to say goodbye to me in a dream because it was sunday actually a day before the incident occurred mm. yeah mm. and because the the reports say that she went missing on the monday yes that's correct yeah and did her mother call you to say do you know her whereabouts by any chance what happened um what actually happened it was um I was home. I cannot really recall what I was doing, but I received uh, a call from the grandma. The grandma is actually the one who's um, residing with my daughter. Okay. Um, I don't stay with her. The grandmother called me and she was like, Ivan, where are you? I told her that I'm home. and um, But I could feel that it had to do with my daughter because that's the only thing we talk about with the grandma. Yeah. Um, she said, where are you? I said, I'm home. And then she said, okay, I'll call you back. I was like, no, what's happening? She said, I'll call you back. She hung up. Um, I knew that something could be wrong, you know. A mm -hmm. um, few minutes later, the mother calls me, the mother of, of my daughter, which is something that she seldom do. We we are not in very good terms. Okay. We've separated actually uh, probably two years now, separation, and um, we don't really, really um, talk much. Mm -hmm. Hence, I, I talked to the grandma when it had to do with my daughter. So she called me and was like, um, Ivan, have you seen our little girl? I'm like, no, what do you mean? And then she yells, like, the baby's missing, the baby's missing. Can you come over, please? Um, I remember very well that um, I broke it last that I had in my hand because I was shocked. I was panicking that oh, this mm. cannot be happening, especially with the nightmare that I had because it was a nightmare, the dream that I spoke about earlier. Yeah. It was not a very, very pleasant dream to have. And now I'm getting this kind of calls. So I left everything that I was doing and um, I rushed to, 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 to where they stay, which is the same location where I stay. Mm -hmm. It's not actually far. It's a few minutes away, like probably 15 minutes away. Um, I went there and um, when I got there, I actually found a grandma and um, the other kids that they they live with there. So they were at the gate and I arrived with a friend of mine who was accompanying me to get to them. And um, I asked what's happening. They said the baby was last seen at 4 p.m. We don't know what's what's happening. We don't know where she is. Mm. You know, I stood with them by the gate. And um, a few minutes later, the mother of my daughter appeared. You know, she appeared. Uh, you can see that she was panicking as well. So I thought she was coming towards us but she went to the house across, you know. I don't know what she was doing there, but later on I realized that she went to the um, the 
place where my my girl's friend no i mean my daughter's friend stays okay yeah the boy that she was with on the day she was actually with a five-year-old boy who happens to be her friend you know so my, my my daughter's mother went inside the house a few minutes later she comes crying and screaming like no they say a man took her took her you know i started panicking i remember um instantly tears just appeared from my face you know mm. and um yeah and and what was going through your mind at that time at the time i was i was panicking already you know because i kind of felt um i really don't like this month and everyone who follows me everyone who's on my whatsapp know what i wrote on the first of october because this is the month i consider to be a bad month for me and when something like this happened i was like oh here we are again because i recall that on the 8th of october i lost my mom my stepmother on the 8th of october um my house bent down a few years ago on the 8th of october um we have people in the house who are actually having their birthdays on the day and um there's a whole lot of things that i can actually bring with the mm. month of october so i didn't want anything to to do with bad luck but i already knew that something's up with my daughter's disappearance sure um so you say that normally on the 8th of october um and that would have been this time around would have been a saturday um the monday came she wasn't found yeah she she wasn't found because when the, um, we started looking around where could she be and yeah. now if i feel old is telling us that a man took her obviously we'd panic because now we are we are looking at a kidnapping like now it's not just a missing child whom we can just sit around and hope that yeah. she'll appear from nowhere you know we are told that the man took her and mm-hmm. that's where we started panicking and instantly me and the and the grandma we went to the police station to open a missing child case mm. was was that your first inclination that um that she 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 has been kidnapped or was there perhaps room also that says Guti, she could possibly with, be with somebody else yeah of course um it, it was not instant that i will i will just conclude that she's been kidnapped yeah. but i sensed and i felt that no this is not looking good especially when we hear the story that a man came and offered to buy them sweets he sent the boy to go buy them sweets and when he comes back there was nobody there they have both disappeared so it was shocking to to to, to hear it from that's perspective yeah and and from a 5 year old yes that. exactly um so then tuesday happens tuesday happens uh what actually happens on tuesday morning um once again i get a call from my daughter's mother um she's like okay ivan we are actually seeing a footage the street that they used this this kidnapper that they used to go with my daughter it's, mm-hmm. there's actually a tavern and that tavern has cameras on the outside so now we are lucky enough that he used the same road to travel with my daughter and he was seen by those uh, CCTV footage yeah. and we went there to ask if we can see them if we can view but they refused they denied us they couldn't allow us to view them the previous night mm. only in the morning that they allowed us to see the footage and we went there we saw that someone is is actually working with my daughter yeah mm. could could you make out who the person was from the footage not really but then um the footage was then rotating on social media and somebody from social media started seeing who that person was mm, and yes. they could make out who the person was yes yeah um and then um then the reports came that there were body parts that were discovered the story that i read was it was first the finger um but then i heard another report saying that it was a limb or leg 
Okay, um, let me what, re- rectify what that. Need, yeah. It was actually a leg. It was a leg. It was a leg. But we all thought it was a body because now when the reports came, like um, everyone was so loud. Hey, there's a, a human body found somewhere. We all rushed to that place and we only saw a leg showing. It was not just a, a leg outside or on top of the soil. It was a leg. You'd look like someone is dark under the ground there, yeah. you know. So we had to wait for, for the police. For so the almost forensics. like it was buried. Yes, yeah. it was buried. Yeah. And we all thought it was uh, a full body. You know, you couldn't tell that it's just a leg until they have to dug it out. And then we realized that it's actually only a leg. And now, a few meters away, children come running and they say there's dogs that are biting something that looks like a human being. You know, sorry. So I remember I had to rush to the place. And um, I was one of the first people to, to arrive there. And when I got there, I realized that it's actually is um, a human being. <laughs> so I asked if they can allow me to to try and identify whether it's my daughter or not. The police allowed me. Um, I went close by to look at that body, but it was not in a state where I could tell if it is actually my daughter or not. Even though there were a few signs, even though there were certain connections there, um, I was still in denial. I couldn't want to possibly accept that it could be her. Uh, So I stood there, looked at it for like five minutes, and you should know that it is my first time having to identify such a body. Um, I always avoid things like mortuaries because... I felt I'm not strong enough, but there I had no choice but to look because I'm also looking for somebody. Um, what I saw there, I hoped that even if my daughter is lying dead somewhere, what I'm seeing right now cannot be her, doesn't have to be her, because it's something that I'll never be able to get over. But then, Sorry, my brother. Uh, okay, um, let's let's do this. Um, we are going to we're going to go to a quick ad break. Um, we're going to go to the news headlines, and uh, then after the after the uh, okay after after the markets. Um, yeah, after MoneyWeb, we, we'll, we'll we'll try and see if we can continue the conversation. Um, so for me, at least, I feel it's a very important conversation to to be had, um, and also for um, I think our listeners to to feel the raw emotion of what it really feels like to to lose a child. Um, especially to a crime and in such a heinous manner. We'll be taking your voice notes as well a bit later on, as well as your calls, um, and we'll be taking some of your tweets as well. This is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. 
It is now 18 minutes before 6 o'clock, still in studio with Ivan Ndlovu, the father of um, a four-year-old Bukhabo Bo, whose uh, dismembered body was um, discovered on Tuesday. And um, he's still joining us here in studio. Um, as I've indicated, that we'll take your calls and your voice notes, and then we'll continue the conversation with him. Let's take some of those voice notes, and then we'll continue the conversation. As we look at, um, you know, grieving and how some of us would possibly be grieving privately. Um, but then when the story of losing your loved one is 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 public and is in the news, um, it's part of the news headlines, front page of newspapers, actually the Sowetan this week carrying out a, a front page with the faces of various children um, who were murdered this year. And one of those faces is that of Bukhabo. Let's listen to some of the voice notes on 0614-104-107. Afternoon, Captain. I just want to say to the brother, have strength. Every parent at the moment is grieving with you. It's grieving with you. Our hearts are bleeding as parents. You are not alone into this. I understand what you felt in this type of a country we have. The moment, five minutes you lose out of your child, you think of the worst. I understand how you feel, my brother. Leave everything in the hands of God. This is all what I can say. We are grieving with you as parents. This is Elisa from Brixton. Very sad, very sad indeed, Adrian. Um, may her soul rest in eternal peace. Uh, also lost my family on the 1st of October in a crash. Uh, my daughter and my um, late husband. Uh, yeah, and my husband's birthday was on the 8th of October as well. So I... I relate. I, I relate. God, God is a good God, and I'm gonna say I can't even talk as well. Very sad. Very sad indeed. So sorry for your loss. Were you taking your voice notes? Oh, Aldrin, I really pray for the father of Bohamo. I really am praying for him that he gets the strength to get um, through this. It is going to be very difficult for him. And I know maybe the discussion might be a bit too soon. I don't think he started yet with the grieving process. Mm. I think for now, maybe he's still a bit uh, occupied with the preparations and his grieving journey is, is yet to start. And I wish him, I pray that he gets through it with strength. Yeah. Where would you say, um, yeah, where would you say you you are now at um, with that grieving process? Um, I would say just like the oh, the lady just said there that I think there's so much that's happening right now. I think I have not really, really started my grieving process. I think mm-hmm. it's about to get hard yeah. um, because I recall that I have lost um, a father in almost a similar manner. And um, to date, uh, I, I still uh, cry when I, when I think about it. 
um, I still feel emotional when I find instances that reminds me of my father. And um, mm. I think this is something that you don't just get over. Uh, they say time heals, but I don't see time healing this one. Yeah. Yeah. And earlier on, you were also saying that, um, like for you, this, and that's, and that's the thing for me, Ivan, is that you are 32 years old. Yeah. Um, you're a young father. Um, you still have another child. Yeah. And going through all of this and this being a first time experience for you mm-hmm. of losing a child. Yes. How do you how do you deal with that? What conversations are you having? Um this is all new to to me, hey. And yeah. um I thought that uh, as hard as it may be, um, I will get over it. It's just like we sometimes get over our friends, death, you know, our relatives and everything like that. But this one hits differently, my man. Yeah. Because uh, I can assure you that when you have uh, your first child, the person whom you derive the pleasure of being called dad, um, that is your firstborn, that is your one and only girl, and you lose such a person, um, I don't think that is something that is very, very easy for anyone to take in. And um, I find myself very emotionally, you know, sometimes you consider yourself that you are, you're strong, you know. Yeah. But I, I recall how I cried when the news broke down, you know. Um, I, I screamed like a, a, a young girl, you know. It's, it's so painful. I don't think this is something that it will be easy for me to take. Hey, yeah, yeah it's, it's hard. And w- one of one of the things that uh, went viral as well was that moment in court. Yeah. Um, when when you were sitting there in, and, and 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 here's the other thing about it. Sometimes is when we watch a criminal trial, um, and there is a victim, um, and there the relatives of the victim, um, we of course tend to focus more on the case itself, the facts of the case as well as what it is perhaps that the that the accused would have to say or even if the witness is still alive what the witness would have to say uh, but very rarely do we think about the people who are sitting in the public gallery mm. people like yourself mm. what was going through your mind at that time um i think going into that room i felt a lot of tension because uh, i knew what i was about that what i would see inside there is not something that would be of pleasant to me. Uh, I knew that I will be agitated. I knew that I will be emotional. I knew that I will be angry. However, I never planned to do anything. You know, it's it's a moment that just happened. You know, I was very furious and especially not detecting any signs of remorse from him. You know, mm-hmm. um, he was being asked a few questions. He would answer as if everything's just normal. And here I am looking at the my daughter's killer right in front of me and there was so much pain and I just found myself trying to get to him and um, it's the moment that just happened I was very very um, agitated I I would say Mm. I was angry as well and I remember sitting there uh, I was crying the moment he 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 appeared Uh, I shed tears and um, I was shaking you know and I could feel that there was so much tension growing in me and um, it just happened to try and get to him and maybe try to inflict a bit of pain Mm. unfortunately there are fathers um, in blue which was the police that were protecting him Um, I couldn't understand that moment because there were many police officers in that courtroom than 
any office, you know. Yeah. So I couldn't get to him as much as I wanted to. Is it, is, is it the first time that you that you saw him? Yes. Was that the first time? Yes. I don't know this guy. Uh, even when uh, he we were seeing pictures of him, clear pictures of him, I couldn't really, really recognize him. I don't know. It was the first time seeing him. Yeah. yeah, but but we're told that he's from around the area. Yes, he's actually from um, Dal Park. Dal Park is a is a suburb next to Watville, where I reside. Mm. Yes. Okay, um, let's quickly take this call on zero zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. Um, you can also drop me a voice note on zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. Okay, we're going to try and get uh, and and put that call on. Um, I just want to quickly take a few steps back. Um, so on the Tuesday, when when some of the body parts were were discovered, um, and as you said, that you didn't want to believe that this that this is her, that it it, it couldn't be, you know. Mm. But then the weekend came, mm. and what happened over the weekend? Um, actually, that morning, uh, the guy was already in custody. But we were not getting much information of my daughter's whereabouts, yeah. and uh, I felt that I cannot just sit around not knowing what's happening. And um, I kind of thought that, what if this guy, the um, the suspect, has my daughter locked up in a shack somewhere? He was the one feeding her food. He was the one giving her water to drink, and now he's in custody. You know, mm. so I was, I had to go in and 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 and, and meet with the police officers and ask them what's happening with this case. Why is this guy not talking? What is he saying? What's the latest? Yeah. You know, and um, that was the moment when the officers spoke to me, and uh, I could feel that there is something that they might know because they also said, "Ivan, would you want to 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 go back and identify the body again?" I said, "I did," and I'm just awaiting DNA test. You know, mm. and I gave also um, a few things that they could actually pick from my daughter that if it's her, I gave them some of the clues, and um, later on we actually find out that it's her. And I kind of sense that the police officers already knew what was happening. They probably got the confirm the confession from the suspect. You think they got a confession? I, I believe so because one of the officers kept saying um, the boy is talking and the suspect is telling us what happened, but now he didn't really tell us what happened to the body. I was like, hey, officer, why do you keep referring to my daughter as a body? He said it mm. was a mistake, and I could sense that they know something that I probably didn't know at the time. Yeah, sure. Um, let's quickly go to the go to the line. Kelly uh, Boha is joining us from Bloemfontein. Good evening. Good evening, uh, Eldrin. Um, Eldrin, I just want to really get into this one, really hitting the ground running. Mm. Um, I, 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 my heart really goes out to, to the father and all those that are related to the late Bokhabo. Um, the, the topic, actually, uh, Eldrin, the, the subject is how, do you, how does one deal with this? How do you grieve, you know, yeah. with so many dynamics mm. uh, of the and so on? I, I really need to mention that Grieving and grief, um, as experienced by human beings, it's a very uh, natural phenomenon. Mm. Uh, but also, it is very private, even though sometimes you find yourself with a situation where the, 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 the incident actually is being in, in, in public yeah. sphere so much. Um, so the person will still experience the very same kind of um, Emotions that are very raw, you know, emotions of disbelief, shock and disbelief, and to, to, to a certain extent, denial 
of some sort because it's, it's a normal human reaction. But there will also be other concoction of emotions such as anger, such mm. as feeling guilt, uh, you know, self-blaming, um, you know, a, a combination of all these kind of emotions that comes through. So uh, grieving really can be quite a very complex process yeah. uh, and journey. And it's compounded also by some other elements of how the loss of a loved one uh, actually happened. The trauma that is associated with it also compounds it and even complicates it to a certain extent. Mm. So to, 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 to the family, really, I would like to say to the father and all related to little uh, Bokhabo, uh, this is something that might not be uh, time, time, time frame specific. Um, it's, it's individualistic as well, as much as yeah. the family is together and they are supporting each other emotionally, but in their own special ways, in their own spaces, each one of them is going through their own journey and, and they experience it very differently yeah. because indeed their relationship to the little one was also very uh, personal, was private, was, was very different uh, to everyone else who related with them. So uh, the journey will also be different as much as yeah. the loss will be common and the loss will be one. So uh, I would just wish to, to, to really uh, wish the family and everyone else strength and, and, and really comfort as mm. they go through this. At the moment, they might be um, overwhelmed by all these, you know, uh, things that are happening and so on. And grieving might even be a little bit yes. delayed yeah. uh, because now they have to also wait for certain things to be completed yeah. before they do the final rites of burial. Thank you so much for that call. Kelebuha there from Bloemfontein. And 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 there's a level of truth there to what he's saying, also, um, Ivan, because um, there's also now for you guys, it is um, the trials, the court cases, um, the investigations that take place. Um, but what about the justice system? Whew. The justice system. The justice system is unjust. Um, I say this because. A few years ago, I lost my dad in a similar fashion. Um, Sorry, what do, what do you mean by similar fashion? Um, he was murdered. That's what I mean. Sorry. Yes, my, my dad was um, coming from work. Um, he was murdered in a place called Danswat. And um, his murders were never, his killers were never found. Um, I don't know what happened to the case. I was, um, I was a few years younger, but... We probably know we we probably leave our lives around those people who murdered my father because they were never mm. captured, you know. Mm. And today uh, I lose my daughter. She also gets murdered. And um, uh, this guy, my daughter's killer, is actually said to be having pending cases of rape. He's actually said to have um, cases where he just got out of. It just got out of it. No one knows what happened to the case. You know, we've had a visit actually um, just a few days ago from the pastor Borough who also confirmed on the clip that he sent this morning that the guy has raped many children, but he's roaming around the streets. He's out on bail. He's, he's been skipping court trials. And today he got to my daughter. Yeah. Is in the, the justice system questionable? Had he been held inside? Hmm. Probably my daughter would still be alive today.
I seek justice for my daughter. What would you like to see happen now? I'd love to see... I'd love to see the guy being convicted. I'd love to see the guy serve all his life in prison Mm. and everyone that is involved. And I'd love the justice system to actually cater for the victims, parents. My daughter is lying somewhere now and the guy is just out there being protected like the president and we are here crying. Ivan, thanks again for for speaking to us and a bit earlier on I was even saying that um, why, why, why do you do this? Why do you speak publicly about this? Um, just like I, I said to you uh, off air that um, we have a different kind of healing. I find healing when I talk about things that actually are affecting me. Um, I believe that talking about this is now a, pr- a public matter yeah. and there is no way that we can just uh, sit back and not let our voices head on the matter. And I wish that people now take caution of what's happening to our children out there. I wish that parents take better care of their children. Yeah. I wish that these perpetrators can be brought to accountability. Yeah, Ivan, um, all the best and all the strength that you need during this difficult time, including your family. Um, and of course, there are the other hurdles that lie ahead as well. But I wish you guys all of the strength.